What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about two movies, The Dead Don't Die and The Kid. First, let's talk about The Dead Don't Die, a film by Jim Jarmusch, who is a well-acclaimed director. The film is about a small town, Centerville, and in the movie, Weird things are happening in the town Centerville. For instance, daylight is lasting long past it should be. Weird things are starting to happen. And then it is revealed that the town is being invaded by zombies. The Dead Don't Die stars Bill Murray as Chief Cliff Robertson and Adam Driver as his partner Ronnie. And they are well-intentioned, but not really the ones who should be dealing with a zombie invasion. This is a small town being invaded by zombies. I would describe this film as a comedic satire. I think it's one of the best films of 2019. And I'm going to tell you what exactly I liked about the movie, Dead Don't Die. First off, I need to talk about Adam Driver. Adam Driver is somebody who works with the most brilliant directors in Hollywood. Noah Baumbach, Martin Scorsese, he's worked with the Coen brothers. But for some reason, the best performances of Adam Driver thus far, and I've not seen the new films that Adam Driver is coming out with this year, The Report and Marriage Story, but he seems to get his best performances from Jim Jarmusch movies. He was in the film Patterson, now he's in this film, The Dead Don't Die, and for some reason Jim Jarmusch gets the absolute best performances from Adam Driver who is arguably the best actor on the planet. For instance, in this movie, Adam Driver is funny, he is serious, he is calm. It's his fun, again, he's the same in like Patterson where he's just playing a poet and for some reason he's the most interesting thing on screen. I think Jim Jarmusch better than anyone realizes how interesting Adam Driver is without really doing anything that interesting. I can't tell you that Ronnie is a real interesting character, but I know Adam Driver is, and I think Jim Jarmusch uses Adam Driver to make the character of Ronnie more interesting than he actually is. I mean, this is a guy who's... For some reason, he drives a smart car in the movie. It's really the funniest you can see Adam Driver. But Adam Driver is also playing it dead seriously, which I also think adds to the comedic tone of the movie. It is one of the absolute best performances from Adam Driver. And again, his collaborations with Jim Jarmusch, they're two for two and brilliant performances. The movie Patterson, again, he's a He's a poet named Patterson who, who really takes poetry really seriously, but it's also a really funny performance. If you want to see funny Adam Driver, watch these two movies. Driver's character is the first to realize that it's a zombie invasion on the town of Centerville, and he also keeps quoting, this is not going to end well, which is another interesting, again, he's the, the performance is just nuts. He's a calm character. He seems to realize what's going on, but he's not really well-equipped to deal with it, and you don't really know his character's motivations. It's really an interesting performance by one of the best actors working today. There's no one more interesting than Adam Driver right now in Hollywood, and when it comes to actors. Now I have to talk about the performance of Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray from Ghostbusters to his collaborations with Wes Anderson. This is his second movie with Jim Jarmusch. He was in the movie Broken Flowers. Bill Murray right now in the 2000s is actually at his best when he is playing important people who are disinterested in what's going on. He plays the chief in this movie, but he's really not that concerned about what's going on in the overall zombie apocalypse 
of it all. There's the first scene of the movie. There's a guy with a gun who's played by Tom Waits. And Adam Driver's like, shouldn't we arrest this guy? And Bill Murray's like, no, I've known this guy since college. So Bill Murray, his career is at his best when he's playing somebody who's not that interested in his job. Just watch Ghostbusters. Bill Murray's character is not that interested in catching ghosts. He just He's just the best when he's playing this guy who's just disinterested in important things going on around him. I think that's the best thing I can say about Bill Murray. He's just, it's a really good performance. And again, that scene, he's just like, no, I shouldn't arrest this guy because I've known him since college. No one is funnier than Bill Murray. He is the best comedic actor of all time, and Jarmusch gets the best out of him in this movie as Cliff Robertson. So, one of the funniest scenes in the movie is when Bill Murray brings up the fact that he was going to retire, and Adam Driver asks, why didn't you? And he goes, you know why. There's just this subtle comedy between Bill Murray and this performance that I really like. You don't need to know that much about the character to realize He's just not that into this having a job thing, but he doesn't have any other options than having this job. And I think that's Bill Murray at his absolute best. Bill Murray and Adam Driver, to me, formed the second best duo in a movie this year. Only to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a better duo of Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Because Leo and Brad Pitt do some very interesting, similar things. And I think Bill Murray and Adam Driver are the second best duo in a movie this year. Their deadpan sense of humor, it just works so well in this movie. So if you're looking for best duos in a movie, I know that's a random thing to talk about. But it goes Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and then Adam Driver and Bill Murray. It was that good. It lived up to the hype. I wanted to see this movie because of Bill Murray and Adam Driver together. These are two people I love. Adam Driver from Star Wars and all that. And Bill Murray from the 80s being the funniest thing ever. But even recent Bill Murray's run of Wes Anderson movies, I just thought these two would fit so well together. Bill Murray in like this mentory role and Adam Driver in this young Ronnie guy who drives a smart car. They're humor fits so well together it's scary i just thought this one really lived up to the hype just like leonardo dicaprio and brad pitt together lived up to the hype and that's what makes movies magical when these actors form together a duo and those duos live up to the hype it's why lethal weapon is special with danny glover and mel gibson it's why movies work when actors get together that you think are brilliant and then together they make something equally brilliant and they go over your expectations i thought they were even funnier as a duo than i thought they were going to be adam driver <laughs> just like this is the end and then bill murray getting frustrated with adam driver's character by saying this isn't going to end well and he was like what do you mean by that there was just some real moments between the two that I think really work and I want to see them in more movies together and that's the best thing I can say about the duo is I want more of it I want more Brad Pitt and Leo and I want more Adam Driver and Bill Murray Chloe Sevigny was also in the movie. She's one of the most unique actresses working today for movies like Zodiac, American Psycho. She fits in perfectly with Driver and Murray. Her character is kind of the one who who can't really deal with what's going on. And more on that in a minute. There are also more all-star supporting cast. The following people appear in this movie. Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Tilda Swinton, Caleb Landy, Caleb Landry Jones, who is great in movies like Get Out, The Florida Project, X-Men First Class. He is really one of my favorite actors. 
Austin Butler, who was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's in this movie. And Selena Gomez has a small but important role in this film. She is somebody who comes from out of town and visits Centerville, only to realize she's in danger of a zombie invasion. I mean, there's really, that's an all-star cast for the ages, and they all lived up to the hype. I thought all of them worked really well with the tone of this particular movie. Jim Jarmusch, to me, the director of this film, was kind of commenting on what's happening in America today. So here's, for instance, a quote from this movie, Mindy, who's played by Chloe Seventy. She says at some point, shouldn't we just tell each other it's all going to be okay? That this will all go away like a bad dream? She's talking about the zombie invasion, but for me, Jim Jarmusch is talking about American politics in general and the discourse between people. He is using this satire of zombie silliness with Adam Driver and Bill Murray to actually make a political statement that some people feel like our political climate, like Trump, that at some point we're all going to wake up and it's all going to be okay. And he's basically telling you that's not the case. That's a powerful statement to make in a silly zombie movie. And I think it's the absolute statement he was making. That quote is super powerful. Again, one more time, Mindy, played by Chloe Seventy, says at some point, shouldn't we tell each other it's all going to be okay? That this will go away like a bad dream? That's exactly what Americans were basically telling themselves in the 2016 election. And I, I just think Jim Jarmusch that's, that's just a perfect quote to tell you what what life is like in America right now, even in small towns like Centerville. Yes, he has to tell it through like this zombie story, but he does it kind of eloquently and kind of beautifully, if you ask me. I think The Dead Don't Die is a fun, sharp satire that doesn't take itself too seriously, sends some powerful messages, but is also a fun and silly ride. Jim Jarmusch, Adam Driver, Bill Murray, Chloe Seveny. What a film. You should definitely watch The Dead Don't Die. Switching gears, let's talk about the Western film, The Kid, directed by actor Vincent D'Onofrio, starring Dane DeHaan, Ethan Hawke, Chris Pratt, Jake Schur. This is a film about the real-life criminal Billy the Kid being caught by the famous Sheriff Pat Garrett with a fictional twist. They added a kid, played by Jake Schur, named Rio. Rio is on the run. I'm not going to explain to you why he's on the run, because that would be a major spoiler to the film but it's it's an old story but adding a new twist and I think they do it brilliantly here are the reasons I really like the movie the kid the number one reason I like this movie, The Kid, is because of Dane DeHaan. He is playing Billy the Kid. He, he Billy the Kid was a real-life criminal and outlaw. His over-the-top acting as Billy the Kid is endlessly entertaining. I know it's over-the-top. I know it's ridiculous. But I am here for it in 2019. Dane DeHaan did the exact same thing in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it's why his performance is the only good performance in the movie. He reminds me of a character that he played in the movie Lawless, Cricket. He does his over-the-top accent. Now, in the movie Lawless, the character Cricket is not violent, whereas Billy the Kid is very violent. Although, the interesting thing about the way Dane DeHaan portrayed the character is he's somebody who really doesn't want to hurt you, says he doesn't want to hurt you, but ultimately really does kind of want to hurt you. I love the over-the-top acting of Dane DeHaan. I think he's one of the best actors working. 
working today. He's in movies like Place Beyond the Pines. He was in, um, of course, he was in Chronicle, the superhero movie that kind of started it all before the superhero movies became super popular. Chronicle was like a smaller scale superhero movie. I am here for Dane DeHaan and I am here for his over-the-top acting, which I also think is quite brilliant. He was the most interesting thing on screen all movie long. There is no doubt about it. Dane DeHaan is the best thing of this movie. He's fantastic and he's unpredictable, which is the best thing to have played when having someone play Billy the Kid and Outlaw. Unpredictability is definitely something I want in criminal characters in movies. You can say the exact opposite at of Ethan Hawke playing Pat Garrett. He's the calming presence of the movie. He's the moral compass of the movie. I mean, we've seen Ethan Hawke kind of do this before in trade in training day. I mean, he's kind of watching Dane DeHaan be nuts. Kind of it kind of reminded me of that because Denzel was being nuts in training day. Now I know this is that this is a western and that's not that's a rural movie but i kind of saw similarities between the two i really liked ethan hawk's performance in this one he's somebody who's willing to get into a fight but he's gonna try to reason with you first and that's why the two of them together had some of the best scenes in the movie dana han and ethan hawk really went toe-to-toe with each other there's a scene where they're eating and dana han tries to escape and he's like dude there's no way out of this i really like their scenes together. Jake Schur is the kid. He plays Rio. He is somebody on the run. He meets Billy the Kid and then ends up meeting Pat Garrity as well. And I just think he's a delight because the movie gives you a young person who is looking at Billy and Pat Garrett and thinking about who he wants to be like. His sister is also played by Layla George. She kind of doesn't lead him into who's the right person or right not. He's kind of looking for a mentor character because in this wild, wild west, he has to decide whether or not he's going to be the outlaw or he's going to be a law-abiding citizen like Pat Garrity. And I think that that is just the best way to tell this complicated story because if looking at these people through the eyes of the kids, there are moments where you think Billy the Kid, hey, he's not that kind of, he's not that bad of a person. But then in the middle of the movie, you realize he, he's just not there for the kid like Pat Garrity is. So it kind of gives you an answer to the question, but it kind of lets you get a glimpse of maybe Billy the Kid isn't that bad and his reputation has just gotten the best of him and he doesn't know how to quite escape his own fame. I just thought seeing it through the eyes of a kid was the best overall way to say this movie. It also distances itself from other Western movies because, listen, Western movies are a lot alike and this is the way that this separates itself by having a kid see Billy the Kid and see Pat Garrity's story. By the end of the movie, Jake Shirt's character, Rio, learns that Billy the Kid is unreliable and Pat Garrity is. That's the big message of the movie, but you get to see it through his eyes. At one point, he worships Billy the Kid. He's like, what is this guy doing? He, he's having a good time, but Pat Garrity is maybe living life the way you should be living life. And that There's a scene where he has to go to Pat Garrity to save his sister, and it's one of the best scenes in the movie because Rio has to confess to Pat Garrity he was wrong he should have looked up to him this entire time and not Billy because Billy was unreliable in leading him down a dark path I thought that was the best scene of the movie was Rio again telling Pat Garrity I was wrong I should have looked up to you and not Billy the Kid 
I want to talk about Chris Pratt in this movie. That's right. Chris Pratt of Jurassic World fame, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's known as a lead actor, Parks and Recreation, usually plays a nice guy. In this movie, he is the bad guy, and I really like the performance. I find it really interesting when a leading guy like Chris Pratt takes a small supporting role in this, nonetheless, a Western where he is playing the villain role. And he was actually really scary in the movie. At one point I didn't I knew Chris Pratt was in the movie I didn't know it was him when he first arrived on screen that was best his performance overall in the film was a delight I really liked it it was taking a chance and they were it was the right chance because Chris Pratt was really good in the movie in his scenes with Ethan Hawke there's a showdown at the end it was a powerful scene it was exactly what I was looking for I thought Chris Pratt really worked in this movie he's barely in the movie he's probably only in the movie like a half hour of the movie I really like this choice by Chris Pratt because it's easy for Chris Pratt to do another big franchise movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, like Jurassic World, like the Lego movie. But to see him do some actual, real, raw acting in a wild western was a pure delight, and I was really happy he was in the movie. It's a really good performance by Chris Pratt, and a surprise performance, which is always the best kind of performances. It's why acting is powerful to me, because you can see Chris Pratt in the Lego movie be the fun guy in Parks and Recreation but then he can also be the villain and the kid and it was it was pure magic if you want my full opinion on it director Vincent D'Onofrio best known for being the bad guy in Men in Black I think he creates a fun interesting wild intense western that really works well with the genre I've seen some recent westerns that I've really liked Hostels that's a really great one with Christian Bale the western genre is just a really great movie genre it's one of the best genres of all time and I think we should continue to make westerns again there have been some really good westerns made by Taylor Sheridan when River is an insanely good movie. I mean, the Western genre is just full of great movies. On this podcast, I've talked about some of them. The Sister Brothers, Damsel, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. These are some of the best movies made recently, and they happen to be the Western genre. You have great acting performances by guys like Christian Bale, like Ethan Hawke, like Dane DeHaan. When the best actors are in the Westerns, it creates... Slow West is a film with Michael Fassbender. It's one of his best performances. I think actors get their best performances from the western film genre and then this film you get two powerhouse performances from Dane DeHaan and Ethan Hawke and Chris Pratt also you can only get that in the western genre and again there's so many superhero movies there's so many big budget movies the western genre you can tell a story on an epic scale yet it can still feel really small Take the movie Hell or High Water, for example. You get the best out of Chris Pine in that movie. You also get great Jeff Bridges' performance and a great performance by Ben Foster. Western movies have created some of the best performances in movies recently. Jeremy Renner in Wind River, Michael Fassbender in Slow West, Joaquin Phoenix in The Sister Brothers, John C. Riley in The Sister Brothers. More actors who are great should be in West. Western movies, and this is another clear example of that. Dane DeHaan, one of the best actors. 
this is up there with some of his best performances. If you want more Dane DeHaan movies to watch, watch the movie Kill Your Darlings. He is insanely good in that one. And Ethan Hawke is on quite a run of his own. He's had a really good year in movies. This movie is really good and it adds to the Western genre. If you are a fan of Western movies like I am, you will definitely enjoy The Kid. Vincent D'Onofrio did a great job for his first movie, creating a Western that I want to watch time and time again. I think it was a really good movie. It was a solid movie. It's a different way of looking at Billy the Kid and Pat Garrity's story through the eyes of a kid. Jake Scher, brilliant in the movie as Rio. You should really watch The Kid. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. There will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week I put the spotlight on The Dead Don't Die and The Kid. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the film Teen Spirit and the miniseries A Very English Scandal. Tune into that, tune into this, and please rate, review, and subscribe. 